We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation. Happy Monday, everybody out there. CP from Knicks Fan TV. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the Knicks' new hire. Leon Rose has added another executive to his front office stable. He goes by the name of Walt Perrin, 19-year veteran out of the Utah Jazz organization in the area of player personnel. And joining me tonight to talk about Walt Perrin, he covers the Utah Jazz for KSL. They are a um, NBC affiliate out in Salt Lake City, Utah. He also hosts his own podcast called Jazz Notes, Ben Anderson. Ben, how you doing tonight, man? Good, CP. How are you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Good, man. Thank, thanks again for coming on. So, uh, Walt Perrin, can you give us a bit of a background on, on who Walt Perrin is? Yeah, so Walt's been with the Jazz since uh, kind of mid to late uh, 2000s, 2009 or so, 2008. He joined the Jazz, uh, and he's their vice president of player personnel, technically. So he oversees uh, all the draft stuff the Jazz do. He's kind of their head scout. He, uh, he deals with all the uh, scouting teams the Jazz have really across the entire world. Uh, he helps run all the meetings the Jazz have. He helps run all the draft workouts the Jazz have. So he's been a, a big-time fixture for the team for a long time. That's big. That's big, man. And, uh, you know, two, two of the players that he's been given a lot of credit for as of late has been uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Um, what, what have you made of kind of his draft strategy uh, and, and that impact on the front office? You know, the Jazz are a weird team. The Jazz uh, are just a different fit culturally for a lot of players coming in. So the Jazz have to go out and find guys that they think uh, will fit in with the Utah culture, not just the jazz culture, but the culture of living in a state of Utah, which is predominantly white, which doesn't have an enormous nightlife, maybe more than, you know, it gets credit for, but certainly nothing like you would find in most NBA cities. So he has to do a job where he has to go out and kind of has to work. I don't want to say with one hand tied behind his back, but just with a different set of rules and specifications that the team's going to look at of guys who are going to come in and, and kind of enjoy what Salt Lake City offers and what the state of Utah offers. So, he kind of always has had that in mind. And with that, 
you know, with, with that sense, he, he looks at a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who went to a private school growing up. Uh, his dad works for the New York Mets, as you know, uh, in, in public relations. So probably kind of has an idea of what it's like to be a professional and it's going to step in a little maybe more mature uh, than some other players would and, and why that's such a good fit with the Jazz. Uh, and a guy who knows how to deal with big attention but isn't necessarily seeking all the attention. Uh, and then, of course, the Jazz have kind of a long history with European players and international players because making that jump from some of the smaller international clubs to playing in Salt Lake City might not be as difficult as a guy who plays at Kentucky or plays at Duke or plays at Kansas and then tries to make the jump to playing in Utah that just, you know, culturally it's a significant difference. Yeah. And, um, you know, in one of the articles I was reading about him, he said, you know, the reason why they are so thorough with the draft is because uh, Utah is a small market uh, team and, and attracting free agents is, is quite difficult. So um, he, he's certainly out there doing his homework. You know, I, I read a tweet from John Hollinger that said uh, that he's a road warrior uh, when it comes to scouting because he's at all the events, even for, you know, the lowest level of prospects trying to scour, you know, all ends of the earth to try to find the best talent. So that that's certainly a good sign. Um, you know, with the coronavirus impacting the NBA, obviously the season has been on hold and obviously that's pushed back the lottery and the draft and, and how teams can go about preparing. You recently had him on, on your podcast. What were some of the ways that uh, he was envisioning them getting prepared for this upcoming draft due to the, uh, the isolation circumstances? Yeah, it's kind of funny that, you know, they're not sure when the draft is going to occur and what it's going to look like. They're, they're in the dark a little bit like the rest of the NBA. So they're concerned with, you know, what can you go to do to find an advantage? And that's kind of something the jazz had made their MO for, for a while, really since Dennis Lindsay took over as the general manager for the jazz about 10, maybe a little bit uh, longer ago, 10 years ago, I should say. And he, he looks for any small way the jazz can find an advantage, you know, any little thing the jazz can do because they're not a major city, because they're not a warm weather city, because there's not great tax advantages for being a millionaire in Utah, like there is in, you know, the state of Florida. So the jazz have to go out and kind of, they're, they're constantly fighting uphill. Uh, And I think when you look at a guy like Walt Perrin, he recognized that and understands that uh, and uses that not to the jazz advantage, but, but makes the best of it that he can. So, you know, it's making sure you do extra work, bring in extra players. One of the things Dennis Lindsay did, which I'll be curious if it follows uh, from the Jazz to the Knicks with Walt Perrin is, I mean, the Jazz were bringing in like 100 players to work out mm. before the draft. And it wasn't because they thought there was 100 players they might draft. They know there's only 60 draft picks, but it's, hey, let's build a relationship with every single player we can find. Because if we can build a relationship with that player, maybe it doesn't work out when he's in the draft. Maybe he gets picked ahead of us or maybe he gets picked below us. But if he does work out and turns into a different kind of player, then we have this established relationship with him. We have behind the scenes info with him that we can then bring him back. And I think a good example of that, and Walt Perrin mentioned in the podcast I had with him, is Jordan Clarkson, where the Jazz worked out Jordan Clarkson. He didn't quite fit where they drafted in the first round but he went higher than their second round pick and when the jazz came back to trading dante exum for him they could go back to their tape they could go back to their audio they could go back to their private workouts and say hey is is jordan clarkson a guy who despite the fact that he grew up in florida went to texas i I should say moved to texas played at missouri played with the lakers was kind of a hot shot then went to cleveland played with lebron will he fit in utah does he fit this Utah culture? And they went back and they can look at that research and say, you know what? He does. He fits what Utah is trying to do. His personality can fit here. Those are the types of little details that Walt Perrin has been trained in doing and has done really well with the jazz that 
you know, I, I'm sure he will bring to the Knicks. You know, the, the relationship building is certainly key. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that Leon Rose, the new Knicks president of basketball operations, has been uh, touted for. And now, as you say, Walt Perrin, 19 years in the game, uh, also a, a good relationship builder. So that should, uh, you know, come in handy for the Knicks down the road, you know, should they should they need it. So that's definitely great to hear. Um, how, how would you, you know, uh, in your years of covering, you cover the team for about 10 years now, how would you describe the Jazz uh, development philosophy over over that time? Jazz might have the best player development of anyone in the NBA. I, I mean, in all honesty, when you look at some of the guys that they brought in who are next to nobody that turn into these major stars and, and some of that scouting. And, and, you know, you got to give that to Walt Perrin for finding some of these guys or understanding some of these guys. But, you know, you look at Joe Ingles who was waived by the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, the jazz pick him up off waivers the last day before the end of the preseason. And now Joe Ingles is making, you know, $14 million a year and is one of the 10 best small forwards in the NBA, it, you know, and can be, would be a starter on 25 of the 30 NBA teams right now. Uh, Royce O'Neal right now is in the Jazz starting lineup. And Royce O'Neal is another example of a guy who the Jazz brought in during those pre-draft workouts. They ended up bringing in another mini camp. They worked him out and he kind of, you know, found his spot on the team. And now he's starting and he's kind of the Jazz, you know, A plus defensive wing that they go to, to defend the uh, opposing team's best wing, uh, wing score. So the Jazz really do kind of have this history and Walt Perrin has this history of helping the Jazz develop these players, some of these lesser known players that have come in and, and certainly made a name for themselves and, and given themselves long NBA histories. And Rudy Gobert was a guy who, you know, he got drafted 27th overall in the first round, played in the Jazz G League, worked his way up from there. And now he's one of the premier centers in the NBA and two-time defensive player of the year and, and a regular member of the all NBA team. Uh, so the Jazz player development, it really is some of the best in the NBA. And, and Walt Perrin probably comes in on the early end of that, not necessarily the back end where the G League and, and the Jazz coaching staff takes over. But Walt certainly helps identify some of that talent. It's good stuff, man. And, and when you mentioned, you know, some of that talent, you know, I look at Gordon Hayward, drafted ninth, five All-Stars uh, under under Walt Perrin's watch. Gordon Hayward, drafted ninth overall. Paul Millsap, second round pick. Uh, Darren Williams, third. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 13th, and as you said, Rudy Gobert, the Stifle Tower at 27. So uh, certainly seems like they've done a great job of getting value out of the draft and then developing those players uh, and getting the most out of them. So certainly a good sign. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the Jazz don't get top 10 picks very often. You mentioned Gordon Hayward. He was number nine overall, and he made it. You know, Dante Exum was a number five Dante overall. Exum, yeah. and never quite worked out, but the Jazz find their stars without necessarily going out and picking up, you know, the, the number one pick or the number two pick or the number three pick. That's that's not really how they built this team that is a perennial playoff contender. That's excellent, man. And we're talking to Ben Anderson out of Salt Lake City, uh, covers the Utah Jazz for the NBC affiliate of KSL, also the host of Jazz Notes podcast. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Well, I'm ta- I've been talking to Ben about the Knicks, uh, soon-to-be assistant GM, Walt Perrin. Uh, who who was the uh, vice president of player personnel under the Utah Jazz for about 19 years. Um, ben, you know, people are going to look at this move, uh, Leon Rose's relationship with the Spider, uh, you know, Walt Perrin's relationship with the Spider, or, or his, you know, being instrumental in drafting him, and, and try to speculate that, that the Knicks would, you know, make a move for, for Donovan Mitchell in the coming years. What, what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't rule it out. And I, I really do believe that teams kind of tell you what their intentions are. People reveal who they are. And uh, you look at a, a guy like 
Uh, Leon Rose, who you mentioned, got brought in. And then you look at, at bringing in another jazz connection there uh, with, with Donovan Mitchell's dad already working for the Mets, which I mentioned. Uh, th there's connections there. And then on top of it, you know, Donovan's a, a New York native. I mean, I will remember, though he didn't compete in the competition, you, you've seen uh, Donovan go to some of these cities. I think he was in New York during the All-Star break a couple of years ago doing an Adidas uh, meeting or maybe it wasn't the all-star break maybe it was just the off season maybe it was before the draft that's what it was it was it was mm -hmm. before the draft in brooklyn a few years ago and donovan was doing just kind of an adidas appearance and just got mobbed in the streets of new york and and there's never been a jazz player who's had that type of uh you know image or yeah. or, or certainly uh, you know fame uh, around the world i mean you don't get that in utah he certainly has a fan base here but you're not going to get mobbed in the streets like that so for that to happen in new york you know th that impresses on people and, and we know what shoe deals uh how they're structured where where value goes up if you play in a bigger city uh and new york certainly significantly larger than salt yeah. lake city so i i just wouldn't rule out that that's part of the knicks plan and you know the knicks are always hopeful that they get the next star and they missed out on a couple of the lebrons and and, and the biggest players in the world but donovan's probably more in that carmelo anthony amari stoudemire conversation he's kind of that next tier of star that, tier, yeah yeah, that second tier guy who who maybe does make a lot of sense in New York once he uh, he leaves his next contract yeah. with Jeff. Well, listen, I know Knicks fans would certainly love to bring the spider home, but for now, you know, I'm I'm just concerned with building this thing from the ground up and and building a a solid core, getting that that foundation and and really stabilizing things because the Knicks haven't had that in almost 20 years, man. So it, it's been pretty disgraceful. So hopefully, Walt Perrin and and uh, Scott Perry, Leon Rose, that triumphant can. Uh, can can put something together. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, the, the only thing that uh, that concerns me is um, with the draft is the fact that you know you're not really going to be able to. You may not be able to evaluate some of these guys as as you know you would in in previous years, especially you know the NCAA tournament. Most of the times, that's when some of these um, draft stocks rise. You know, guys really shine in, in those conference tournaments, NCAA tournament, and so on. Then you have the uh, the pre-draft combine, so on and so forth. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how they put their heads together and really evaluating this talent, this talent pool. Yeah, and, and you know what? I mean, the good news about Walt Perrin and, and joining Leon Rose's team there in, in New York is that he's just not going to – those types of drawbacks that might hurt other teams just don't seem to hurt the Jazz because they're just so diligent and, and they go so – I don't, I don't want to say overboard. I mean, it's your job. Do it as well as you can. Mm -hmm. They're just so thorough in their pre-draft workouts and their scouting and in every move they make, they're so detailed that, that those types of things, they're, they're not going to miss a guy because he didn't make a big run in the tournament. You know what I mean? I mean, you're just as willing or, or you're just as likely to really miss on a guy because he makes a big run and, and you overbelieve that. Who is it? Derek Williams? Who, who made Derek the big Will run? Yeah, I was just thinking that. Derek Williams shot all the way up to number two uh, yeah, well, based yeah. on his play with Derek Arizona. Williams. Yeah, it was a mediocre player, you know, and the Jazz are generally the type of team that they're, they're not perfect drafting, but they don't whiff on things like that. They don't get caught up in the flavor of the month. You know, they, they really are thorough. One of the things you'll hear Walt Perrin say if he's still doing pre-draft workouts is, you know, these workouts are a part of the puzzle. They're not the entire puzzle. Mm. And that really gives you a sense is the Jazz go back to who you were in high school, who you talked to in high school. What's your family like? What relationships did you have in college? you know, what does the janitor say about you in college? How did you treat the people around? How did you treat the coaches? How did you treat the media there? I mean, they, they go so deep on these types of things that missing out on 
you know, a two week run in the postseason for college basketball or, or a month of college basketball, it's just not going to deter what Walt Perrin really knows too much about you. He did talk about my podcast that you miss out on some things, not being able to interview a person in person, mm-hmm. uh, a player in person, I should say. You, you miss out on some body language. You miss out on some of those things. But, you know, that that goes to speak of the detail that, that Walt and the Jazz have taken when they're looking at, at drafting players. Great stuff, man. Well, listen, we're certainly looking forward to the addition. You know, obviously, it's not going to mean anything until we put some talent on the floor and, and see how it transpires over the course of the years. But, you know, this guy is, has has a great reputation. I mean, I've seen no knocks on, on his uh, abilities, no knocks on his character. I mean, this is a good day for the Knicks. You know, when the, when the Knicks are being trashed for, for acquisition, uh, it's it's a good thing. So let's see what happens. We'll take it one day at a time, man. Um, yeah. Ben, any, any go ahead. Good culture people, and Walt, Walt's a good culture guy, you know, and and the Knicks need good culture, and Walt brings that. They need good culture in a, in a big way, man. Well, Ben, I, I definitely appreciate you coming on in uh, short short notice and giving us some time and some insights. Um, where can the fans find you? Yeah, find me on Twitter at Ben's Hoops. Appreciate you uh, following me there. I've got uh, an article actually up on Walt right now at kslsports.com, so read me at kslsports.com and find me on Twitter at Ben's Hoops. All right, Ben Anderson, man. Thanks again, Ben. Have a great night, man. Take it easy. Hey, congratulations on your success. Good luck. Appreciate it, man. You too, bro. All right. That was uh, Ben Anderson out of Salt Lake City. Came to bless us with some information on Walt Perrin, man. What do you guys think? The new acquisition for the New York Knicks, the assistant GM plus... Uh, he'll be one of the top scouts on the team, uh, a scouting, I think, assistant um, vice president of scouting, of college scouting. So Walt, Walt Perrin coming with with a uh, with a loaded resume and, and ready to take take on the challenge of helping build a contender for the New York Knicks, man. So what do you guys think? Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Salute to everybody in the chat. Not going to take calls tonight because I, I'm going to do a short show, but just wanted to come on. I, I, I uh, hooked up with Ben. Um, earlier this afternoon to come on the show. So definitely appreciate him coming on last minute. But um, listen, I like what I hear. Um, Salute to Rob in the chat. He says, good hire. I like what I hear. Not going to jump to any conclusions until we actually put some talent on the field, on the court. But the bottom line is, what I take away from this is Leon Rose is doing his homework and bringing in the sharpest minds, the vets, that can help him continue to mold this, this front office. We don't know what Scott Perry's future is going to hold past this one year, but we know Scott Perry's been a seasoned vet in this league. Also worked with Walt Perrin for one year in Detroit back in 2000. Walt Perrin, 19 years in the game with the Utah Jazz, bringing that scouting, development, drafting experience to this team. And then you add in a Brock Aller who's going to be a cap guy. He may, you know, have other roles in the front office in terms of strategic planning and reorganization. So he's going to be critical in terms of how we go about free agency and even trades because there's going to be heavy salary cap implications based on this pandemic, the fallout from the pandemic, and we're going to need some guy, somebody to to crunch those numbers and and figure out the best ways uh to acquire some talent. So that's all, we'll, that's all we'll say. We'll, we'll give Leon Rose credit for putting the team together. Seems like we got another solid addition here. And and, uh, and let's see um, how everything comes into play. But um, got to build that foundation, family. We got to build that foundation. And we need some stability here uh, to get this thing rolling. Of course, they're going to be, uh, you know, 
Of course, they're going to be stargazing in the, all the while. We know that. We know they're going to be stargazing. But in the meantime, let's get the development side of the house in order so that we can see what we can build. I don't know if you guys have seen this. This I, I was meaning to bring this graph up a while ago. This is from Basketball Reference. And um, it's just a graph in terms of roster continuity in terms of all 30 franchises in the league. And basically what these numbers show are, this is the percent of the roster that is retained on a year-over-year basis. All right, It's a percentage of the team's regular season minutes that were filled by players from the previous season's roster. Now, this this graph, it's not a standalone thing, right? You can't just look at it and say, okay, well, the teams who didn't turn their roster over as much were successful and teams that didn't weren't because obviously there's outliers. But when you look at us, you look at the Knicks from the time they traded Patrick Ewing. Okay, this is around 2000. All right, next, the the year after we traded Ewing, we had 80% of the roster next year. Okay, great. 92% the next year. Okay, great. Things start getting hairy, though, once you get to 2010. Look Look at the red. 34% roster turnover in 2010. 47 in, in 11, 54 in 12. Look at 14 through 19, below 50%. Below 50%. We can't keep turning the roster over, churning the roster over, and expect good results. The Lakers can. Look at the Lakers, right? This is what I mean by you got to put everything into context. Look at the Lakers. They got LeBron James. They could have easily won the championship this year. So it, so you still have to take into consideration who's on your roster as well and, and what those players can do for your team. A LeBron James, he's a team changer. But until you get that player, you have to continue building this thing piece by piece and brick by brick. Look at Utah. Look at Utah during that stretch. All right? 50%, 77, 73, 66, 77, 70, and so on. You want to take a look at the Spurs since they got Duncan? It's a lot of greens in here for San Antonio. It's a lot of greens in here. You know, stability. All I'm saying with this graph is that stability goes a long way. Yes, you need that generational talent. The Spurs did get Duncan. L.A. got LeBron. The Bulls got Jordan. But until you can get that guy that's going to completely flip your franchise around... You have to keep building this thing brick by brick and keeping that core together, right? We heard Sheed on the podcast. Sheed said the same thing. Patience, build, patience, build. X-Man, patience, build. That's what the coach, that's what the players. We have to build that nucleus. So, that you know, I just wanted to show you that. Again, you have to take into consideration who you have. But look at, look at all this red for the Knicks. Look at all this red. These are the these are the Carmelo years right here. These these are your Jared Jeffries days and your Tony Douglas days and you know all those guys, Bill Walker days. All right, this is this is you know you want to blame Melo for all this? You can't win. You cannot win like this. With your, with your roster being turned over like this year after year. So we got to be smart, and, and that's that's our front office. That's Dolan. And that's the fans having patience. Got to be smart, man. So we'll see. 
we'll, we'll take it we'll take it one day at a time and see how it goes so to everybody in the chat once again hit that thumbs up button for you boys uh let me shout out some people in the chat real quick um before i get out of here salute to um nick central australia sends a super chat he says we need to check Leon Rose for PEDs because he knocked this one out the park. I think he will replace Scott Perry. Let's go, Knicks. So we'll see. You know, we'll see. I, I think Aller could be a candidate. Maybe Perrin. Maybe Perry stays. Who knows? You know, maybe Perry stays. We'll we'll see how it works out. But uh, you know, it, it seems like on the uh, you know on the surface we got a good one. You know, I was checking Jazz Twitter. They were tight. I mean, they took it like, you know, like they lost a player. So that just goes to show you the importance that that guy has had, Walt Perrin has had on the organization. So we got a good one here. So let's let's let it marinate and let's let it breathe. Um, Tomorrow night, special guest with us tomorrow night, we got Langston Galloway is coming through to Knicks Fan TV, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to talk to Langston Galloway about his time with the Knicks, his career, six-year career, coming up through the through the journey of the G, of the G League. And uh, Langston's also, um, you know, in, into um, a lot of entrepreneurship, a lot of business endeavors. So we're going to talk about that too, life after basketball, because that's something that I've really been admiring, his, his grind as well in terms of, uh, you know, um, off the court stuff. So Langston Galloway is coming through tomorrow night, 9.30. And then Thursday, we got um, Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward coming through Thursday. This is an earlier one, 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. Thursday. Charlie Ward is coming through to uh, Knicks Fan TV. So looking forward to it, man. We got Langston Galloway tomorrow night, 9.30. Charlie Ward 7 o'clock, early one uh, on Thursday, 7 o'clock for Charlie Ward. So, uh, looking forward to that. Listen, get, Langston's played well, man. Langston's playing well. Career highs across the board with Detroit this year. I think he's shooting about 40% from three. Uh, efficient numbers. You know, Langston, and he's going into a free agent year. You know, Langston could be a candidate, man. So, we'll, we'll talk to him about all of that. Uh, looking forward to that as well. Let me go into a couple more uh, chats, and then I will sign out. Uh, if you guys are new in the chat, leave a hashtag new. I'll shout you guys out. Anthony Parasol, appreciate it, man. Hope, hope you guys are all doing well. Hope everybody's doing well, staying healthy, staying safe. Uh, Rookie Kings is no Langston. Ken Scott, appreciate it. what's going on. Stupid videos want Langston back. House Flans and ones Langston back. Who knows 203 hashtag new. Marlon Small says, get an interview with Alexei Sved. Where is Alexei? He wants Ron Baker. I'm not really interested in those guys. So, Sved, that would be funny. He says, get Bargnani in here. Ralph Matthews, what's going on? Geraldine says, no to Tibbs. Hey, we shall see, man. We we shall see. But, uh, yeah, really just want to come on and talk about this Walt Parent Hyatt. And uh, so far, so good. So leave me a comment in the comment section. Leave me a, a chat uh, comment as well on Will Parent High. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Remember, tomorrow night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Langston Galloway is coming to Knicks Fan TV. And uh, looking forward to that. Make sure you guys remember that this show is available in audio podcast format. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, and Stitcher. 
So remember, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so you don't miss the next show. Sometimes you hit the notification and YouTube doesn't uh, send out the alerts. So just hit it anyway. And we're going to work on some other ways to make sure that you guys are always in the know about what's going on. We got to make sure that we get everybody here. We got almost 500 people watching right now. Definitely appreciate everybody. And like I said, just continue to support. If we earn your support, continue to share these videos. Continue to hit that thumbs up and continue to subscribe. And it's only going to get bigger and better from here. Please believe it. Once again, I want to thank Ben Anderson of Jazz Note Podcast and KSL NBC affiliate out in Salt Lake City for dropping some gems on Walt Perry. And we'll see you guys tomorrow, man. 9.30 Eastern, Langston, Galloway. See you guys tomorrow. Let me get that graphic up one more time because I just made it today. Langston, Galloway, tomorrow night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Hey, man. See you guys tomorrow. Be safe, people. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.